Welcome everyone to episode number 20, Rogue Day Tot. I'm Kevin Rogue and uh, with me is Al Don't Crush My Picnic Basket Day. Al, how you doing brother? I was doing great until I came home with uh, with OG and saw the packages on the front step. And, Ooh, that's awesome. And uh, I will show you this and we'll We'll recover that again. It's marked fragile all over this box. But <laughs> proper handling was was done. So, yeah, well, they were they were basics, so not a big loss. They were basics that were coming out of the package anyway. But still, principle, it's the principle, right? principle, <laughs> principle. Well, today, continue on that trying to bring it in special guest, man. We got another one. We got another special guest here. It is the collector extraordinaire, Ooh. one Mike. Lana, Mike, how are you, man? I'm good. Uh, it, it's like 50 degrees here today, so like it's almost like I can mow the lawn weather because last week was snow and ice and couldn't leave the house. So nice little change of pace, but uh, I really didn't do anything to enjoy that day. Man, 50 degrees, that's uh, that's suntan weather where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's where we're out on the deck and thongs <laughs> and 50 degrees up here, brother. So. <laughs> Let's never talk about 50 degrees on this show ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. You'll get some Google, some NASA images. You'll, exactly. you'll, see, you'll see me out there. It, it looks like I'm wearing a rug anyways. Uh, so <laughs> talk, talk to us a little bit, man, about your collection. When, uh, when did you get into collecting? Man, I mean, as a kid, obviously, uh, like most people, I kind of grew up with I guess it depends on your era, but for me, it was more the Hasbro's and the and the WCW Gloobs, because um, I'm like that 80s kid into the 90s. Um, so been around it for good 30, almost 40 years. So um, those are always the ones that just kind of drew my attention and, and that I liked having. And obviously, I come from a pretty big family, so a lot of it was... I would get so many figures and some of my brothers would get other figures. Like we almost never had doubles of anything. So it's like, if I had Hulk Hogan, my brother had ultimate warrior, like there were never two warriors or anything like that. Uh, and that, that trend continued on for, for years. And then other brothers came in <laughs> into the world and were born and things became hand-me-downs and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, eventually those, become hand-me-downs and you don't keep them in your collection. I know some people are like, Oh, I've got the same figures from when I was a child. That didn't happen with me. So unless I bought them myself later in life. Uh, yeah. So as that kind of went out and then we got into like jacks and stuff like that, I was kind of into the high school college age. So I wasn't really collecting at the time. Uh, and then of course, eventually they moved on to Mattel and elites and, here and there, I do buy some of the newer stuff if it's a guy that I'm like a big fan of, like one of my favorites and stuff. But I am not a big elite collector. I know some people, every figure, every series or or have hundreds of figures, loose or mint on card. That's not me. So pretty much everything I own uh, is behind me. So it's it's all the Mattel retros. It's some custom uh, Mattel uh, and Hasbro's and stuff like that. And then this pop collection, these are all signed. So nothing wow. is, yeah, wow. nothing is just, Oh, I buy a pop because I like that wrestler. Like unless I can get it signed or plan on getting it signed, I don't really own it. So 
there are a few elites down there at the bottom. All those are signed. And then above it, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, the, the ringside exclusives, um, because I'm a big Liger and big Great Muda fan. So when you get those kind of random one-off figures, which really haven't been one-offs since there's like 10 of these these different color Ligers, um, it's just different. So they're a little pricey compared to Ultimates and Elites and stuff like that, but that that's one of my favorite guys, and I'm hoping eventually they're going to do the same thing with Muda, where they have all kinds of different versions of him and face paint colors and uh, ring attire and stuff like that. So, gotcha, gotcha. So when you you kind of stepped stepped away during the during the the Jacks era, you you said, and then kind of kind of stepped back into. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was still watching the product, but like, I guess as a teenager and in, in high school and college, it's not like I was asking my parents for figures like when I was a kid. And then uh, I guess when you're making your own money and you're like, oh, I can't really afford to go buy a $20 figure, you probably could, but you'd rather put that money elsewhere. So for the longest time, I really wasn't buying a lot of figures. I, I had some one-offs like uh, I'm a big demolition guy, as as Al knows. So uh, yeah, like I had the individuals, I had the tag pack, I had the, the three pack with Crush. So uh yeah there would be those kind of things but like and there's so many of those classic superstars that i could never imagine having all of those or host series and stuff like that because for as many of the the great characters and great figures there were there are also some really bad ones and unnecessary but uh that happens with all toy lines and all collecting so um so then really outside of, of wrestling my my collecting then totally makes a different jump. I'm a, a pinball and arcade guy. So nice. I, I have a, a whole arcade uh, on the other side of the house. So, and like full, full off pinball and arcade machines, not these one up arcade things you can buy at Walmart. Now they're, they're not those they're the pricey ones that take up a lot of real estate. Um, and it's, uh, it's bad because <laughs> that stuff is really expensive. And if you, don't know what you're doing, which I really don't to an extent. If something goes wrong with it, hard to get fixed, hard to get replaced. And and then that can add up too. So looks cool. It's great to have, but it's just another thing that one day I have to decide if I'm going to keep doing it and growing it because you run out of space or sell it all off and, and start something new. Right well, now. I know you're, you're one of the founding fathers there of the fig cave that, uh, <laughs> We've we've been in there since day one, and I saw you had the post for all forty four retros because uh, I'd heard you speak with Phil about you had the ones on card and you had the loose set, right? And you were parting ways, you know, or you know, advertising to part ways with the loose set. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm I'm gonna keep the loose set because oh. they, I mean, they're all out, they're already displayed. Oh. I don't have anywhere to really put the mint on card ones, like as good as they look and in-figure defenders and stuff like that. I just can't imagine ever having like a, like a big wall of them all lined up and stuff like that. Or what's the point of just having them in, in totes and boxes. If you can't see and look at them and admire them, I'm sure I could figure out something, but at this point that market's so hot and there's so many people who missed out on it the first time that I can sell those and turn around and use that money for some other. Yeah. Well, I got my wires crossed there. I'd, I'd seen a couple of different things like where people were posting like, Hey, here's the whole collection right. for sale. 
is there ever, I know you've, you've parted ways with things here and there and you'll advertise, you know, we do the weekly sales stuff on the feed cave. Feed. Sure. When I guess, does it kind of hit you that, all right, yeah, I can part ways with this. Like, do you, do you fall out of love with a figure? Do you, um, does it not speak to you anymore? Like, is that some of the rules that you have where, all right, yeah, I can part ways with it. It's, it's not serving a purpose anymore. Or... Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, like Kevin was saying, like the, you're got this ever changing, evolving, like what you want behind you or you want in your room and stuff. So like every time you move something around, it's like, Hey, do I really still need this figure? Or does this fit in my collection? Um, so yeah, it, it might be something like that, or it may just be, it's never a money thing, I don't think, because yeah. I bought it, it's already paid for. I mean, I've had figures that I'm like, oh, shit, I paid $20 for that figure, now I can sell it for $100, $200, but would I rather keep it? Because I'm never going to, I'm never going to spend that money to buy it back in the future. Um, like, that was hard enough for me to do for one, two, three kid, the Hasbro. Like, I lucked in to buying that about a month before all the COVID shutdown stuff happened. Like, I think I paid, I want to say $150, And then like six months later, it's like a six, seven, $800 figure. Uh, And I never would have done that. Like could never imagine paying that much for, for a single figure. So especially loose, I guess it's one thing to be like on card. Um, Yeah. So I think it really, I don't know if I can think of a figure that I would never be able to part ways with. Unless it was something that was either signed and I couldn't get it signed again, like somebody maybe that had passed away, um, or if it was something like sentimental, like someone gave it a, as a gift maybe to me, and I'm like, oh, like that that has more meaning than just the figure, or I'd feel bad <laughs> uh, selling something that somebody else bought me. So, yeah, and then I've got like um, the the WWE encyclopedia that came out probably like ten or fifteen years ago. I don't even know if it's been that long. Like I've got a bunch of signatures in that and it, it's a pretty easy way for me to kind of keep everything in, in one booklet. Uh, so like you flip to a page and that's most of the childhood people, obviously anyone new to the wrestling the last couple of years. So if you meet those people like reader at Comic-Con or something, I can't add those, but all like the childhood heroes and stuff are in there. And I have signatures from guys like Dusty Rhodes and ultimate warrior and stuff. Those can never be replaced. And they're, they're all in that one booklet. I just flipped to them. So Mm-hmm. something like that I, I would never sell i've seen some collectors that have books like that with signatures and then they ask astronomical numbers but yeah that's just just not me yeah. i like money but uh <laughs> just selling stuff off because i can make the money off of it yeah they, they have a little bit more meaning than that well now you you and i are uh, uh card carrying members of this uh the wolf club with jason wolf right how many custom figures do you have? Because Mike, Mike, uh, Kevin, I know this from following along and stuff. Mike colors off the page and has some uh, <laughs> some additional Vague Warsman customs. I know that Jason has done an incredible job with. So um, how, I guess, with those supplementing your collection, supplementing your display, how do you display those, man? Like that's Yeah, they're, they're kind of just mixed in with the other uh like Mattel retros and stuff like that. Like Hasbro's pretty much took up all their their own shelf there behind me, but the rest of them are just kind of mixed in. Like I probably have somewhere between I don't know 15, 20, 25 from 
from Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are, are full customs or full builds that he's done. Some of them, like you said, are, are uh, vague or horseman heads that just kind of got added to a body and repainted. And a lot of it just fills those spots that never got released, like the the Arn Andersons and totally Blanchard retro type figures we never had. Uh, I'm a big, beautiful Bobby Eaton fan. So like um, I have one of those done by him. So great Muda, multiple Mudas and stuff, different face paint. So stuff that we're likely never to get. Um, and then there's stuff he's done uh, like big bully. And then today that was announced uh, by zombie sailor that that figures coming to his line. So yeah. Yeah, it's there's just so many characters out there that they could make, and then they'd rather know what they're going to sell of the Hollywood Hulk Hogan's in a in a retro compared to some of these guys that we may want uh, that we're we're never going to see otherwise. Right. Now I want to I want to ask you a little bit about uh, your your pinball arcade mm. collection. Uh, now I, I'm a I love pinball, big yep. pinball fan, and and I love when I you used to be able to walk into a bar. And there were pinball machines at the bar. And that's pretty much long gone now. I can't remember the last time I walked into a bar and saw a pinball machine. Yeah. Are you are you a, a ringer? Are you one of those guys that walks up to a pinball machine and, and you're you're gonna be there for a good 45 minutes? Uh, I don't know that I'd go to that extent. Like I, I probably would play longer than the average, but I've also got friends that are these people who go to tournaments or they'll go out of city, out of state to a specific building because they have certain machines. Like if I'm in a city, I'm out of town or on vacation or a trip or, or a work thing. And I know there's a bar somewhere nearby, like you said, like bars with pinball machines doesn't happen a lot anymore. You'll see it every once in a while, but mainly because there's these barcades now where it's literally a building with hundreds or maybe 50, 60 pinball machines and arcades. And a lot of them are, are, 18 and over 21 over because they don't want kids coming in there and tearing them up and stuff like that. A lot of them serve alcohol and stuff like that so that they can limit who's there. But then you also have to worry about that kind of stuff getting spilled or damaged and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. And that's another Avenue. Like I've, I've kind of not really gone to the extent of, but I've had people approach me about wanting to open one of those. And I'm like, sounds like a good idea, but like the maintenance on that stuff and, uh, what happens if something goes down and you can't fix it or, or cause some of these new pinball machines, like if you're, if you're not aware of it, some of them are five, $10,000 a piece. They can be. Um, and even the older stuff, much like everything else, like nostalgia wise is like skyrocketed in price. The last couple of years used to be able to buy like a, a, a good machine for $2,500. It's like four or $5,000 now, even for, some really bad machines. Now, do you have a uh, a favorite pinball and a favorite stand up arcade in your uh, your collection? Um, I mean, probably favorite pinball is the funny enough. It's the WWF Royal Rumble because um, it basically has all the the childhood people. It was like right as people were starting to jump ship to WCW, so they kind of had to make some some running changes as it was coming out for for voice effects and and graphics and stuff like that. But as much as I enjoy just the look of the machine and and who's in it and stuff like that, I also enjoy the gameplay is actually really good. Um, And then I've got like Twister, like based off the movie. So it's got like the tornado effect and stuff like that. That one's fun. Stand up arcades. um, 
I mean, I play NBA Jam a lot just because of how big that was when I was a kid. Uh, it was one of the first things I bought. Plus, it's four players, but so is the TM, TMNT, the Ninja Turtles four-player arcade that was in all the the ones growing up. And I've got a uh, a custom-built WrestleFest that I did with a buddy a few years ago. He did nice. one-off art for it and stuff, and it's got pretty much all the... He basically took artwork from all the, the newer elites and then blew those up so that they would fit uh, for that arcade machine. So opening up a, uh, a pinball hall or a pinball bar, arcade bar would be fantastic. Like you said, my kids have a tendency to get in there and, and really F, F, F things up from time to time. And you, I mean, unless you got par- parents out there that are got a really firm grasp rule with the iron fist and uh that's 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 fewer and farther between these days as opposed to when uh when uh, all of us were growing up i believe yeah there's a lot there's a lot more uh a lot more kids that can uh can potentially get <laughs> off of our lawns i think <laughs> and with that al i know you got a you got a nice big beautiful lawn how yeah. are you uh how are you manicuring that this this week who's who's getting off the lawn well for starters i showed you guys the box um this week I received some figs from uh, Pickett off of uh, Twitter. Uh, Sean Pickett, done a lot of dealings with him. Figs were properly packaged and everything. You know, had foam in you know the areas where there would be you know air in the box. But if you just mangle a box, <laughs> you know it's marked fragile on all four sides. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do about that. I mean, it wasn't shipped in construction paper, so there's, I mean, there's there that. Is. Well, I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I have no issue. Like, they're they're basic. So that I wanted to add to the tag shell because I didn't have Enzo and Big Cass. And, right, right. So that was, but yeah, whoever did that can just uh, <laughs> right off the lawn because that that is frustrating. And I know, like I said, I'm not... I'm not ill. I had no ill will towards Sean by no means because it was a good deal. You know, he's a good brother, you know, things like that. It's just frustrating that no matter where you get from, sometimes if it's not handled properly in shipment, you know, they can package it, they can make it as pristine as possible. Yeah. And it just get mangled. So that, you know, what two, two episodes ago, maybe I, I had the thing like the people that were pissing off the, the mail carriers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, along. Well, now yeah. the people that are mangling <laughs> these can go. <laughs> I like that. I got. I mean, I got two, and so uh, I'm usually a pretty, uh, pretty upbeat guy, pretty, pretty happy go lucky in a lot of ways. But I got, I got two. One small one, I think, is going to make me sound too old, and I'm okay with that. Um, language today, and I'm not talking about uh, your, 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 the seven words you can't say or anything like that. I'm talking about this. The language of the kids. Like, I I don't know what a simp is. I don't know what a damn <laughs> I don't know what a stan is. I don't know why people yell, let's go for no apparent reason. I don't get it. You sound like a moron. Stop. Just stop. Not, not everything is fire, everybody, all right? Not everything's fire. <laughs> Enough. I've had enough of it. I don't, I, I don't know. Do, you, do either one of you fellows know what 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 uh, like a thirst trap? You know what a thirst trap is? It's the fucking desert. That's a thirst trap, right? Like, 
stop. Just stop. I, I, simp, do you know? I have no idea. I've, I've, I've seen it. I have no idea what it means. I have no idea, no idea where it comes from. And a Stan, Stan is a nice guy. That's what I know a Stan as. So <laughs> I don't know where this shit comes from, but I've had enough of it. I don't, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I still feel young enough in, in my heart yeah. where I don't want to pick up my, like, I don't want to Google these terms to find out what they mean. I don't want to. I just want people to speak the language that we've kind of agreed on, right? That the language that we were taught when we were kids, like, can, can we just, can we speak? Just so, speak. I feel like with the, some of this, uh, the language of the youth today, because we're, we're becoming the old farts, Kevin. Yeah. You know, it's like fashion. There's a certain point you just get off the train, like, oh, this is where I stop. And you know, that's, that's what I wear. Uh, that's, that's it. That's, you know, I've, I've pulled the, the e-brake or the, the cord to stop the train. I'm getting off here. I'm comfortable here. This is where I'm at. And I think it's the same way with language. So those people, you know, I do because we learn more every day uh, on this. Uh, I have my best friend that I work with. Um, he has teenagers. So we hear all sorts of new, like, um, what does this mean? <laughs> what is, what is that? So I'm kind of with you there. Uh, they can get off your lawn and go peel potatoes, Kevin. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, they can. <laughs> yes. I heard another, I heard another one the other day. Somebody said, uh, I, well, it was, it was on, uh, one of the, one of the apps they, the, it was S U S and I was like, okay, so what is S U S what am I going to try and figure out what, cause then everybody uses those damn, uh, acronyms that drives me nuts so i'm like all right what's sus turns out it's just sus which is short for suspect why can't you just fucking say suspect (laughs) like just (laughs) you're making me lose my cool over here with this language stuff so that's that's one that's 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 a little minor one uh but the really the big one when it comes to figs i'm seeing a couple a couple more people hop up or pop up these anti-chc guys So these, these sons of bitches clearly missed the boat on what it's all about and the good that these guys do. So any of these naysayers on the CHC guys, man, it just, you go somewhere else there. There, I have not met one, one guy in the CHC that hasn't been stand up and, and good and willing to help. And so somebody to come out and, and naysay and, and, and attack these guys, that's, that's, that's a horseshit move. The, those, those guys can get, go with the, with the simps and the stands and whoever the hell else <laughs> and they can keep, get, all get off my lawn. And peel potatoes. Yeah. They can peel all, they peel all my potatoes and I ain't boiling them first. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Mike, you got a lawn brother. Uh, who's, who's, uh, who's, who's getting off your lawn, my man. Man, um, I don't know that I have a lot to complain about this week. I, I did. It kind of goes off what, what Al was saying there, like, but that's more just weather related. I probably had like four or five boxes that said they were going to be delivered. I think Friday, I still don't have them, but that's kind of just <laughs> probably on the weather and the postal service. Um, yeah. I, I love when a box sets in the same building for a week or two. It's like what, what what's happening here. Um, and I get it. They're going through a lot of stuff with with being short-staffed and stuff like that so it sucks but i guess that that's part of collecting is the waiting but when you pay for that extra shipping and stuff like that you're obviously not going to get that back um yeah it's it's aggravating they'll they'll be here eventually but it's just that that added weight 
and and shipping costs just keeps going up but it's not getting any better so um like and i don't know about the box that that al got today but like do you guys have um like a post like a post eh, postal service or like a your normal guy do you guys talk to him or ever see him out and have conversations with him like your daily driver uh every now and again i know the driver that comes from the post office to so i live in a very small town Yep. So I'll, I'll call up the post office and they'll be like, oh, Darren, he's on his way out. He's he just got held up a little bit. So like he's very nice, very, very old gentleman. I've never I've never had a, a full blown conversation with him. I have talked to. So when I ship, I go to one small shop and it's not usually the post office. It's just a small shipping store. Yep. And I've talked to them quite quite a bit. Super nice people. But I haven't like my my daily driver. I don't I don't get to interact with too much. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I just more recently, I guess I have like, I just see him a lot more. He comes in the earlier in the day. So I get a chance to see him sometimes Uh really nice guy. He's probably about my age. Uh I think just the conversations I've had with him, just, he seems to go out of his way for packages. Like nothing's ever thrown in the yard. Nothing's left out in the rain. Even if like UPS or FedEx bring me stuff, cause they're terrible about it. They'll just like throw it from where they're standing and, wherever it lands is where it lands. He'll pick the box up, lean it against the house, put it under the awning and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of like, I don't know if it's really a a big thing to do, but like I, I always try to give him like a Christmas card or throw a gift yep. card his way at, at the holidays. Like it's not anything big, but man, if, if he can keep me from buying a, a 40, $50 figure and then I open it and it's wet through the cardboard and package and ruined, like, it's worth that for me for one time, not to say the hundred times I get a package a year. So right, right. just, just something to, to, to think about for everybody out there. If you, if you've got it and you can do it and, and for them, it's that small gestures is, is pretty big. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously I, I have plenty of complaints with the postal service, but I get uh, after working all the years in retail and stuff that there's some stuff that's out of your control um, and you just kind of have to sit back and, and take it and listen to it and stuff like that. Um, funny, funny enough to follow up on your, your cool kids language and stuff. I've got uh, two, two buddies that I've been friends with for, for many years that have a podcast about video games. Uh, and they decided to do a one-off where one of them has a, uh, like a 16 year old uh, female. They brought her onto the podcast and she basically went over all these cool words that we don't understand. <laughs> um, and a lot of it was them trying to guess what the word meant Um, and then she would tell them what it actually meant and then they would bring up like words when we were cool to see if they were still cool and of course she would shoot a lot of them down and stuff like that so it's pretty entertaining but yeah it's it's wild some of the the stuff you hear out there and you're like what the hell does that word mean sus i only know because it's from a video game that came out last year so i guess that's why all the kids say it but yeah I, i hear them every once in a while luckily most of my nieces and nephews are are under like eight so most of them haven't gotten to that point yet but i can see when they're teenagers they're uh they're gonna be a pain in the ass yeah <laughs> yeah og starts saying that stuff and yeah we we got you know he's gonna meet captain and Tennille, all right <laughs> <laughs> who what but how well, old and, are you yeah the uh um the shipping thing, it's amazing because Kevin lives at the North Pole. I mean, Minnesota. <laughs> yep. um, 
and we have a dear friend who will cover and hunts like the hunts trophy section sent us packages mm-hmm. and mine got here first to Alabama. He's in Calgary, Canada. Yep. You know, Minnesota, Calgary, Alabama. <laughs> so we'll never understand the, the shipping, but I agree with you, Mike, that if you can do things for your postal, you know, worker, you know, be nice to people, especially if they do a service for you these days, goes a long way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I say, I, I remember my parents used to tip the paper boy. Like most people don't get a newspaper anymore uh, yeah. or very seldomly, unless they're probably my parents age. But yeah, if you, if you can do something simple, it, it goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that, that, that's good. My, I was hoping for a little bit more fire, but uh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I don't have a lot of things to complain about right now. I'm sure when we're done, I'll be like, oh, I, I should have. That's, that's, that's good. Say that's that. when it'll save, hit me. <laughs> save, save that fire for next time you're on. That's, uh, <laughs> Some, something will come up that week, and then I'll really be mad. There you go. There you go. So that, that'll take us to the mission. We are on the, uh, the grand mission, figuring out what is the best <clears throat> wrestling figure line. Al, I'll kick it to you, man, because you're the captain of the, this the ship. Just make sure Captain and Tennille stay at the ready. That's and right. uh, where where are we at and where are we going? So uh, we finished Series 5 last time with Manny. Uh, we It had an average score of 82.7 when we did the numerical, but we'll do the, you know, the, the standard A, A plus, A minus, you know, B, all that stuff. We're going to series six. We've got six figs to take a look at tonight. Uh, again, shout out to the Has Book for uh, the wonderful work that they've done. You know, collecting images of these figs um, on card, loose. I mean, it's just incredible. But uh, the the one fun random Hasbro fact. I did some more eBay uh, scouting and searching. I know last time I, or maybe the time with Daryl, I talked about the uh, the Kamala fig that's going for twenty three thousand. The graded, yeah. There's an <laughs> Owen Hart autographed Hasbro on card, authenticated and everything like that, and it's only eight grand. Oh, there you go. But I was like twenty three thousand, eight thousand. When Mike was talking about signatures, that kind of popped it back into my head of. You know, you can't get this one. You haven't been able to get this one for over 20 years. <laughs> that's that's something. But anyway, um, we will go on to Series 6. Uh, we will start with the Berserker. This is a unique fig for this line because it was the first to, I believe, to come with this soft goods material yeah. with the character. Uh, he had the cloth cloak. Um his move was called the Berserker Blast because Hasbro loves alliteration, everyone. He came <laughs> with his uh, Viking helmet, uh, the silver Viking helmet uh, with the horn sticking out, the brown cloth cloak. Looks like the Hacksaw Jim Duggan framed body. Just I'm going to call it what it is. You know, the, yeah. very similar to him with the, uh, the brown tights, brown knee pads, and white boots. Overall, I'm going to give it props. I, I enjoy the Berserker. That, that face is a very good caricature face of what they were trying to accomplish here. Uh, I like the soft goods. Uh, 
again, it comes to the hats. If if hats could come off, that would be that would be a nice little touch. But that's definitely more stuff to just lose. Right. So, but um, so I. The berserker blast sounds like something you'd hear in a Kevin. <laughs> like that. That's, yes. that's, that's, that's where I went right away. Uh, I do like. I, I, there, there is a lot to like here. I think I like this. Obviously, the first one uh, with the soft goods. I, I would like to have the hat be removed or the helm. That would be that would be nice to have that be removable. Uh, the movement, I don't like. I don't mind. He doesn't need any crazy movement. The berserker never really moved around crazy, so that that works for me. Uh, he's a Minnesota guy, so obviously uh, that kind of pulls on my heartstrings a, l- a little bit. At the same time, he did uh, he ran a lemon lot in Minnesota, so he doesn't have a lot of real big fans here. <laughs> so, gotcha. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I, there's a lot. There's a lot I see here that I that I enjoy. Mike, what do you what do you see? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I like the the cloth uh, attire here. I wish it was blue. Yeah, it's pretty much the only thing I remember him ever wearing to the ring um, instead of brown. I don't know if that's just cheaper to for them to make back then. Um, the only moves I really remember him doing as a kid was like a big boot or a clothesline. Uh, according to the Hasbook, originally it was supposed to be like a Texas tornado body. So mm-hmm. he would have done that clothesline. That probably would have been a little better suited than the, the hacksaw look. Um, like you said, the hat you're just or the helmet, you're just going to lose that, especially as a kid. Um, this is when I rebuilt my Hasbro collection a couple of years ago. This is the only figure I bought on card because um, it was really cheap and I couldn't find a good one that had the uh, the soft good. So I was like, well, I'll just buy one on card and then I don't have to worry about that being uh, damaged or dry rotted or missing or whatever. So overall, I mean, it's, it, it is a good figure for, for what it is. Yeah. There was a lot of jobbers and, and guys that probably didn't need action figures, but that's that nineties era for you yeah absolutely so al Al, what do you uh i mean grade wise what do you what do you see i mean like reading those notes that you know yeah that would have been awesome to have the clothesline Mm um i mean body type is okay it's it it, like i said definitely hacksaw's body wish the helmet came off like i'm i enjoy the face i'm kind of in that b plus range to be honest with you on this that you know I, I enjoy it. The soft goods is definitely something that I would say nine out of 10 loose ones of these minimum is it, it's just gone. Right. This came out in 1993. We're, we're almost to the 30 year mark. So yeah, not, not everybody uh, kept up with their toys. Like uh, that fella in Minnesota on the screen. <laughs> so I, yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit lower. Yeah on it just because i obviously the hacksaw body but it's also like the hacksaw arms they didn't even like change so you still got the thumbs up and yeah on the, other, on the other arm you can still hold the two by four so that's that's just kind of lazy and I, I don't like i hate when they do that like get, get a little bit of a little bit of you can still use the same parts but change change some things up here and there uh but i still really i overall i really like the fig uh mike made a great point that brown as opposed to blue you know yeah. the blue would have been a really really great great touch uh but i i, I mean i like it for uh, for a b i'm in that b area yeah, yeah mike uh, what say you brother <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with kevin i think uh especially for this series it's it's one of the better figures uh spoiler uh I, yeah. i'd put it at a b um yeah. i think if 
if he didn't have the cloak, it really would have taken away because it's just hacksaw with a different head. Um, so having that cloak, wrong color, but at least it's there. Um, if you can give hacksaw two by four, why didn't you give him a sword? Because he did bring a sword to the ring sometimes, but maybe that's one of those. Uh, we don't need kids having swords with their wrestling figure type thing. So you just left it out. But yeah, I, I enjoy this figure. So I'll put it at a solid B. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we're going to get into on these. Uh, the next one included that <laughs> some of the body types were, uh, you know, just, okay. Yeah. We like this body type. This will work. Put the head on it and go. And with that said, uh, we will go to Tito Santana's figure here of the El Matador. Um, he is straight up a, a repaint of Jake the Snake Roberts series one. I mean, it says that in the book there, but it's it's straight up. Um, but he's got the the punch motion, like the right arm is the cock straight that if you held it up, pulled it back, it's spring loaded to punch forward. It's the bullseye bash. <laughs> Love the alliteration here. But he's got the green tights with the uh, the paint down the sides, the pink boots with the black tips, kind of like the Bret Hart style with the white sole. Um, I mean, body type, I'm not mad at it. Like there is, I, I know there's a lot of things going into making a custom fig every time. Like you want to be able to use some molds and things like that. But like you mentioned on the Matador, I didn't notice the thumb being up. <laughs> That's a reuse of Hacksaw's body, like 100%. You know, and this, you know, this is 100% Jake's body. So, yeah. Yeah. So it is, but I think that it works in this, in this, yeah. in this situation because the body type looks right for Tito. I mean, a little bit thinner, but not, you know, it's not too far off. He was never super cut or anything like that. So I'm okay with that. The motion, I, I actually, I, one of my least favorite is that, uh, that kind of punching motion with the one arm, but I do like that they had the one arm crook. Cause you could deliver that, that flying forearm that he did. Right. It's kind mm-hmm. of a nice, you know what I mean? It was a nice angle, to that, that flying forearm. And the, the, I think the paint, the paint job, uh, they on the tights and the boots. I think they did a they did a great job. And the other little detail that I really love is the uh, the hair. Like the face, I think the face is good, but the hair. They put that little ponytail in the back, yeah. which, which I thought was is fantastic. I, I I like this. I like this quite quite a bit. Mike, you uh, do you do you like this quite a bit? I mean, for who it is, yes. Because right. uh, <laughs> for me, this is more the Tito I remember. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I do remember him and Martell as a tag team and stuff like that, having the belts and, and dropping them to like demolition and stuff like that. But this El Matador character, I think is the one most of us kind of, you see him and you go, Oh, it's Tito Santana. It's El Matador and stuff like that. And fought Shawn Michaels and stuff like that. Rick Martell. So my biggest complaint is probably the card because on the card, it's the old Tito. Like really we couldn't update a, a promo photo, stuff like that. Um, but like you said, the punch works. It worked for Jake because Jake was known for throwing that punch before DDT and stuff like that. El Matador kind of the same way. And even into the Mattel retro for Roman Reigns having a similar punch motion. So, um, yeah, I mean, the overall look is not bad. Like you said, I hate that it's kind of we're just reusing molds. But the cost on that tooling to make these, especially when they got every Hasbro series out in like a three or four year span. 
Mm-hmm. Um, probably makes sense why you're just reusing the same thing over and over. But yeah, I mean, it's not a bad figure. The paint job's there. The man bun works for this figure. Um, he obviously is pretty plain, but it, it works for the character. It's good in ring Tito. Yes. Right. Yeah. For that yeah. Character. yeah, that's the one thing I was noticing as Kevin was talking. I was like, man, they could have updated that picture because, you know, as El Matador, he had a whole get up, you know, yes. that he came out with the jacket and everything and that matched the pants that I'm glad they left off the figure as far as for playability purposes. But yes, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, great time, Al, hit me. Like that's a that's the best Tito face we've seen so far. We've only seen LJNs, right? right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. That's on true. this the mission, so that's definitely the best Tito face. Again, the body type and everything. I'm kind of I'm I'm in the BB plus range of yeah. uh, you know this thing that you know I I enjoy it you know. My mother was a huge Tito Santana fan. I've, mm-hmm. I've shared this on there. She she thought he was great, enjoyed him, enjoyed Strike Force. Like we go deep in the cut there. Like I I still remember being upset when Rick Martel turned on Tito to. Uh, you know, I was ha- I was great happy. Field time. I was happy when he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be. You you have no soul. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm in the that kind of BB plus range of. Tito here yeah I there's for me at least I see a lot a lot to like here now I don't know if I'm I know Duke had this figure when we were younger is there's was there not flourishes on the side of the tights yes okay yeah it's just not coming through uh very well on the picture here uh it's another nice detail touch I'm inclined to I'm inclined to be right in that range as well, Al. I think I I would probably slap a, a B plus on it just because I, I I think the, the face is really good for for Tito of this era. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. What what say you, brother? <laughs> well, I can't I can't give him the same score I gave Berserker because I think it's that much better of a figure. Okay. Um, like I said, it, it works for the El Matador character. Maybe if you could have had a different body, but it, it does work. I mean, he's a smaller, smaller guy for I want to say that era. Even though you look at Tito, he's not that small of a guy. Um, I'm I'm going to put it at, at the B minus. Okay, it's still a good figure, um, and it, it it fits right and looks right compared to some other bad Hasbro's that are out there. So I, I can I can gladly give it the the B minus. So if we if we split the difference there between the B minus the B and the B plus, we're at B. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're at B. Um, <laughs> El Matador would greatly take a B because that's a cheesy character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's a whole other podcast that you can oh, yeah. on gimmicks of <laughs> that they gave people that. Hey, him and Martel had great singles runs, but they did. Well, we will go next. Uh, I actually have this guy. I was opening figs while we were talking earlier. Uh, our, our good brother Craig sent us 
some of these Hasbro's that he's he's been buying some lots, and as he gets extras, he's like, "Hey, do you guys want any of these?" So nice. Uh, our next one is Papa Shango, and I have him sitting right here in hand. He's got the the same punching motion, the the spellbinder. <laughs> um, it he came with the bone necklace, which obviously mine does not, because every you. Know, we were kids in this era and every accessory that was extra, like I guarantee you, my brother does not know where his macho King crown and scepter is just, you know, for reference to everyone, but uh, came with a bone necklace. He's got his traditional black, you know, kind of singlet top with the black pants, black boots. He's got the, the voodoo snake symbols painted on his chest. He's got the tattoo markings, the face paint, you know, kind of the day of the dead face paint with the top hat um, and the red bow with kind of the white flourish up the middle. Um, all in all, I am, I enjoy this fig. Um, you know, it, it's no Godfather or anything, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do enjoy this fig. I remember as a kid, like when Papa Shango first came out and when he, uh, made the ultimate warrior, you know, do the thing with the voodoo. And I, again, was terrified. I don't know if you guys have seen Anchorman 2 that, you know, the one thing that you should be afraid of, son, is voodoo. (laughs) It will mess you up. So I I had that vibe going as a kid. But, uh, Kevin, I'll let you take off, brother, and give your assessment of Papa Shango here. So I I'm I'm right with you. This is another one of those things too, where like I I just wish that the like the the head accessory would come off. Like I I just I don't like when they're they're molded on, but it, it looks beautiful. They got good detail in it. I love the necklace. Love that they added the uh, the tats there. With that one hand open, like that that to me at least is a very minor very nice touch because it's almost like he lifts the hand to 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 shoot out the voodoo curse or i don't know do you shoot out voodoo curses or do you <laughs> i don't know i don't mess with voodoo that right, that right yeah. out, don't, i'm don't not sure choo-choo. but it's, uh you know what i mean it, i can kind of see him doing that with his hand to, when he's when he's cursing his opponent there so that, that's a nice that's a nice touch there's not a ton really to to see here to dislike i mean the the face paint is is dead on and i mean it's a pretty easy face paint but they, at the same time they nailed it so you can't really you can't take anything away there i i'm, I'm a fan I, I i like it mike you're uh you're up my friend yeah uh this is one of my favorite hasbros um i think it just they pretty much nailed it on this one um i mean if i had to complain it's probably that that right arm like i'd prefer it probably to be more like his left arm or something but i guess it was made to kind of he could hold that necklace in one hand if need be they could have done other stuff like if you look at the back of the card he's got the other accessories like the the school with the necklace and the uh i don't even know what you want to call that like staff that looks like a yeah it's like a staff with a like it looks like a mop almost um there's some custom ones out there where people have made those accessories you can buy them separate and stuff uh yeah the day of the dead makeup works the top hat if it could have been removable but another thing you just would have lost um i'm really surprised they didn't use this body more for other figures like this is a one-off i think i don't think this ever repeats uh obviously it was going to be used for diesel later on and that got canceled but 
Um, I feel like this body fits a lot better than some of the ones that are out there that just don't make sense for certain wrestlers. But yeah, overall it's, it's a really good looking figure. It's, it's kind of striking in that package, but that's kind of that eighties, nineties era. Anybody that had face paint just kind of immediately had a, had a look and, and you knew exactly who they were. And most of the time they were a, a bad guy. So, yeah, the, the only body wise that I have like the slightest tinge on and holding it in my hand right now is this arm, the, the casting the spell just slightly longer, you know, it's mm-hmm. even crooked and it's still a little longer. Like, I think these puncher's arms, they had like one mold and just kind of, yep, crank them out, like just right. put the same arm on. But, I mean, that's not – all in all, it's a great figure. And, Kevin, I like your point of like he's casting the spell. And uh, oh, What what employee uh, wrote all these really bad phrases for the front of the box? Like Spellbinder and uh, whatever the one was for – for Tito Santana bullseye bash, like were they just given the the smallest synopsis and said, I know you don't watch wrestling, but can you come up with something for the package? Cause some of the ones in the Hasbro is, is are really bad. So we've, we've embraced I'm gonna be them, you, Mike, a couple of these. We've embraced them. There um, are good ones. There are some bad ones. Yeah. Oh, hundred um, percent. The, uh, the down under pounder is <laughs> yeah, what a maneuver dot. Com. I can't remember if it's .net. The Pot Pod yeah. has a store with the Down Under Pounder shirt, and you can get it in all sorts of varieties. But yeah, the the Spellbinder was. I'm with you. A lot of them have the alliteration or something like that. That somebody thought it was quirky and whimsical, and I'm sure Hasbro's like, run it, go. <laughs> it just it just needs to rhyme. We don't care if it makes sense or not. Yeah. Um, man, I'm. I'm torn on this one because I want to be really high on this yeah. one. Like I, yep. I love face painted figs. Yep. Like when it's right, yes. I'll say uh, demolition is still the, my favorite face painted Hasbro's all time. Like that's, that's crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with the necklace accessory and stuff. Yeah. If the top hat, I'm, I'm I'm sitting at an A minus right now, Kevin. Okay, so you're you're coming in lower than I was. Yeah, I, I was I was going straight A on this this figure okay. for you know for a lot of different reasons. Uh, I think again the detail, like the detail in the hat and the the detail of the the uh, the tattoos, the face paint, the the necklace. Uh, if they did, if they would have included like that staff, like it looks like his his uh, right arm would have been able to hold a staff. That would have been a real, really nice touch. But I, I really like this, this fig quite a bit. I would, I would slap an A on it. Okay. Mike, what's your grade, bro? Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going with an A. Um, Like I said, it's one of my, my favorite figures. They easily could have gone by cheap and left off the tattoos on his chest or, uh, yeah. even like the print on his, on his actual attire on his chest, like it's red. So it doesn't really stand out as much. They could have tried to do it in a different color to stand out more, but it, it wasn't supposed to stand out. It's just kind of blended in with the rest of him. So really outside of the, the punch motion is the only thing I don't care about on this figure. Uh, the rest of it, I think is spot on and pretty perfect for, 
for a toyetic look. And there, and those are fine details, like the red, and it's even on his back. I know this one is worn a little uh, from Craig, but I mean, used Hasbro's. What what do you do? Yeah. But the detail on the legs, on the back, that's really fine detail. And the more I look at it, yeah, to, we're we're giving him an A, and and now we're going to come crashing down, like you know, from <laughs> highs to highs to. We're going to start dipping a little bit on the on this grading scale, and we'll Wait, go to where we're going next. Huh? We're going to the Repo Man. We, <laughs> you son of a bitch, <laughs> we are not dipping. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, this soapbox on right now. Okay, uh, you still got Captain and Tennille ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm going. ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I hated this gimmick. Uh, for Barry Darso, I, I hated it. What's the gimmick got to do so, with the fig? Huh? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the fig. Don't hate, don't hate the character so much. I know, but it's, it's, it's always had a residual. Like it's a good face skit. Well, let's go through the fig now. It's okay. a jumper. It's a jumper number one, Kevin. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> jumper. Um, the, I mean, the details are great on it. I like the costume. Uh, Barry's hit the uh, the curls a little bit. On both arms, that's a little beefier than Mr. Darso ever was. Or they just got internet. Yeah, yeah, one of the two. High speed <laughs> <laughs> that downloads. Um, yet, I don't know. I'm not going to speak as hot. Like the the details are good. The the outfit, is, you know, fine with me. He's got the the gray sleeveless tight outfit with the tights it's got the tire tracks uh across it the gray boots black knee pads um you know, he's got his tattoo on his arm they 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 did get that detail uh these gigantic uh greg the hammer valentine were the ljn arms for barry darson <laughs> but i'll let you go kevin because we we will differ on this i'm sure we we might uh, so there isn't if if the one thing that you don't like about the fig is that it's a jumper like i you're you're right the jumpers are are not they're Tra- trash the word is trash yeah they're <laughs> never i mean they're never going to be highly graded but i thought we agreed like we can't really take away too much be, just because of the simple fact that it's a jumper it's it's a jumper that's that's what it is the face scan nailed it the hair nailed it yeah. the attire nailed it had the tattoo right everything there's there's nothing that i see here that i that i don't that i don't like the the action is about the only thing and what what i would have liked for them to do in this that situation is they could have actually molded the jacket and then that that platform on his back would have wouldn't have looked quite as bad but i i'm i'm a big fan of i'm a big fan of this one I'm a big fan, uh, Mike. You, you, you go ahead, man. You tell us who, who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's probably me, but let L down easy. I'll do my best because it, it, there's good and bad with this figure. The bad is obviously it's a jumper. Um, Barry Darso didn't even climb the top rope when he was in demolition. Like he made acts do it. Like I get it for Marty, Sean, Coco, beware. Sure, Barry Darso is not leaving his feet. So. As much as I hate jumpers, even worse uh, is that this guy doesn't jump. Um, 
but like looking at the figure just in pictures like the face is really good like knock that out of the park uh the gray suit with the tire marks and stuff like that it's what i remember about the repo man character uh the jacket like if you can do it for undertaker why didn't you do it here like you could have made a gray jacket how hard is that uh but they probably were like it's repo man we're not selling that many of these um unless somebody's just buying every figure or your mom just went to the store and picked up what was ever on the peg which there was either a lot of repo mans or or very little because they didn't make many i don't know for sure but yeah i mean outside of the the arms are a little too big and being a jumper i like the figure you could have included the the jacket or even like a rope like a cheap rope like hey chop off the snake head from jake make it look like a rope it may be too thick but it's just an extra accessory but maybe they were just trying to save some money as they got further into some of these uh later series i I didn't go over the the alliteration here the Finisher is the robber clobber. Robber clobber. Which isn't really fair because he's not he's not stealing anything. He's repossessing. No, they're trying to make him out to be the guys from the cookie crisp box of the eighties. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I think an employee at Hasbro just got pictures of these guys and just made stuff up, knew nothing about wrestling. Yeah. So uh L, great grade time, brother. So the face is an A. Mm-hmm. Yep. That face is an A. I'll give the the attire an A minus. The arms and the jumper, though, is it's dragging it down, Kevin. Uh, I'm I will be kind. <laughs> I will be kind, and I will go as high as a B minus. But that's that's my ceiling on this. What? I'm, I'm, a B minus. That's right. What? Bring it up. That's not. A, that's, that's actually a better score than I thought he was getting. That is horrible. If it was on the character alone, that's an F. We might have to go back and relook at everything we've looked at. <laughs> a B minus is not uh, so. I, I if you would have said A minus, I would have said yeah. You know what? A minus I can buy, and yeah. that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put an A minus on it. And that's basically most of that is just in the in the fact that it's it's a jumper and those arms are a little bit jacked. But detail is great. I mean, there's the, the the face scan might be the best face scan that we've seen yet. It, it's there's a lot of lot of great things about this figs. I I, I will go a minus, and uh, and we'll give Mike the floor. I'm torn here, because <laughs> um, in my heart I can't give a jumper a good score. I hate them so much, all of them, including that they continue to do it on the Mattel retros. Oh man. Um, the face helps a lot. The attire helps a lot. But it's a jumper. Um, I'm going to go with Al. I got to go with B minus. Like I want to give it a C and be really bad on this, but I like parts of the character. Now, let me, let me ask you this. <laughs> say this wasn't, say this was Repo Man, but he was, he was not a jumper. Say he was. This is an, it's an A. Yeah. So you we, give this we, any other bottom, <laughs> any feet. I can get past the arms. The, the The figure is great. It makes no sense that it's a jumper. Oh, man. He should not. No reason. You could have given him the legs of Tatanka or Owen Hart, Nails, anybody. And it's a great figure. Instead, you make him fall over every time I hit a shelf. 
man, yeah. that is a big drop for being a jumper. I, I hate it. I want to give it a C, but I'm going to go with B minus because the face is probably the best one I've seen or so one of the best that ones. That's a, that's a B, Kevin. All right. It's, it's too low, but yeah. I, <laughs> it's under protest. Oh. <laughs> yeah, put, a, put, put an asterisk next to it. That's that's <laughs> Kevin. Kevin brought this up too much. Yeah, yeah. Asterisk. It's, <laughs> well, it's not getting any better. So yeah, here here we go. Uh, speaking of dumpster fires, <laughs> this next one is uh, why would they do this to Ric Flair? <laughs> For starters, it's. I mean. It's it's the same body type as Rick Rude with the right arm up in the flexed motion that you could do the rude awakening with that. But you could also turn it down and it's got the left arm kind of in that spring loaded action where you could hold them in a headlock and be punching them. It's which which flare did, so yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah. It's called the flare snare. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Let's hit the highlights of what is good about this fig. This won't take long. <laughs> Not long at all. They've got the RF on the tights, the red tights. He's wearing red tights, red uh, boots with white laces. They've got a white RF on the tights. All right, I'm done. You guys <laughs> talk about anything good about this one? <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong on this one at, at all, brother. I. So the the types look a little small. They look a little uh, snooka LJN small to me. Speedo-ish. Yeah, the I do like that they nailed the the RF. I don't necessarily mind this this action. It's not the worst a- action, but I would have loved had they had like an open hand and had the uh, like the twisting body, so you could have done that uh, a flare chop. That would have yeah. been a really nice touch. And the face is horrible. The face is really bad. I don't know what kind of a look they're going for, but the, it, it would have been really easy to throw a woo face on him, and they didn't. They just, I mean, it it, it looked like he's just chewing on, uh, you know, one of those five dollar steaks. It's looks like he's taking a dump, <laughs> just straining through. Is that how you take dumps? Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that is bad. That's bad for you. That's the vibe that I'm seeing. That he's he's all contorted up, and the, the forehead is crinkled, so he's straining through. It's he's he'll get there though. Yeah, he's I, in pain. But you're right. There's there. I don't see a lot to. I don't see a lot that I like about this fig either. Al. I, I really don't. Yeah, Mike, you you have any words of kind of I mean, humor? <laughs> the the bottom half of this figure is fine, like right. you said, the red boots, the RF. I mean, it was bad enough that you gave Rick Rude this small of a body, like flare, maybe, but the face is just so bad. Those eyebrows, like how dark did you have to make them? Like you couldn't figure a way to make them a little bit lighter. Close his mouth or the woo. You could have done either one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know Flair leaves for WCW the same year this figure comes out. I don't know if that's uh, part of it. Like, we're not going to invest a lot of money in this figure or that just coincidence or whatever. But, man, for being a two-time champion, like, they really did him wrong with this figure. Yeah. Is it is it the worst Flair figure that was uh, ever produced? Wor- worst Flair or worst Hasbro? Because it might be both. Might be both, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, it I, doesn't take a lot. You can look at it and you go, it's Ric Flair, sure. Yeah. But it's just, it's so bad. Yeah. Well, 
the head is too big for the body. Yep. But that Rick Rude head was tiny on that body, which that that's a whole other argument and debate. I mean, obviously you can't put him on like a big ripped guy. Like Flair was obviously not like a Tatanka type guy or any guy that was big muscular, but it's, you gave him the skinniest body in the lot. You gave him the same body as the one, two, three kid. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Flair was a, a thicker guy. He, he, Flair for who he was to wrestling, regardless of anything, you know, coming to WWF at the time, leaving, you know, <laughs> deserved better than this. Well, you can't, and you, you like, I guess they weren't going to do a rope here. Like you could have, but like, then I don't feel like it works on that body type anyways. It would have been, it would have swallowed him or, or the rope wouldn't have looked right. You, you could put this head as bad as this head is, you could put it on a different body and it would have worked. Yeah. But as a, as a full figure, it's just, it's not good. But the, I was looking back in the book and the original series, I mean, granted the move set may be different, but, that original series Macho Man body that wasn't shredded but wasn't overdone yeah. size right. wise, I think would have been a fair that flare head would have fit better on it. Yep. Um, I know Jason did the uh, the custom the Wooster where you could swap off the the red rooster head and the the flare, and that body is significantly better than this. You know, my opinion, uh, <laughs> how he. He rectified some of that. You know, it's still the same uh, surprise flare face, but it's that's what we have for flare. Um, man, I, I'm tired of looking at this one. <laughs> what what grades do you? I'll let you guys go first. What grades do you got on this? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll pass it to Mike. Man, you you lead the way on this this flare travesty. I mean, what. What's the lowest we can go? <laughs> so I'm we, not. We have given, and I'll say this, Mike, on the LJNs, well, F was reserved for, I mean, it, it was bad. The Cowboy Bob Orton is kind of a benchmark of what an F is, the LJN, because I don't know if you've seen that one in quite some time, Mike. It is a just dumpster fire of a figure. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Like, that's where, you know, okay. I can see more flair in this, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the benchmark of like, you don't know who in the world that is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be nice because the trunks, even though they're so small that it's like a thong and the boots and even the hair is not bad on this figure. Just when you put it all together, it's bad. Uh, and I'm glad Mattel made up for it because the Mattel retro is one of the best retros, yes. um, if not the best. So I, I'm going to be nice at, at a D minus. One hundred percent. We on the same page. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't come up much from a D minus. I would probably I would probably put a D on it, uh, just because I know Duke had this this figure, and I don't remember it like in hand. I don't remember it being as bad as it looks, but that's just my memory from years ago. Uh, I would, I would slap a D on it myself. You would think this figure would be more rare. Cause if I had it as a kid, I would have thrown it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, Awful. The, uh, 
whenever I first started working with the Jaded Wrestling Boys, the uh, Will, I was doing artwork for him, and this was one of the figures that he had growing up. And so I incorporated it into the artwork and everything. And I, I've spent a lot of time looking at this figure. And then I actually procured one for Will. Like and sent it to him in one of the care packages. And it's still just, she's bad. Like it's, it's bad. <laughs> I'm going to say, we're going to say D minus and move on to this. Uh, yeah. um, we'll go to the, the last figure of the line that we'll review tonight. And it's Tatanka. He is the... Texas tornado style body. He's got the, the red mohawk and hair. Now, um, looks like he's got a, a little double earrings action. I don't remember Tatanka wrestling in earrings. I could be wrong, but got the. I, I don't remember that. Well, maybe, maybe when he was like uh, with Million Dollar Man, maybe. Right. But I, not, not at this era. Maybe right. later. He, if, you, he, if, you, if you zoom in on the card, it does look like he's got multiple ear piercings there. Yeah. I just, I didn't know, you know, with the figure that gotcha. if this yep. was, they had some other design ideas. I know it says at the bottom that he was initially going to have a little bit more detail, but he is uh, the Texas tornado style body that, you know, will twist around. Uh, he's got the uh, Native American like wristband type with the, it's kind of a maroon color with blue accents, almost brown. They're not quite the full brown as Berserker, but we can call it maroon or brown. Blue tights, blue knee pads. The it looks like the uh, the fur, like the frillies on the boots there. The light brown boots with the darker brown uh, kind of streamers, so to speak, on it. And it's the tomahawk tackle is the move set that. Tatanka is bringing to the table. Again, it's a it's a repaint of the Texas Tornado body with a new head, one hundred percent. But that's not. I mean, that's not a, really a bad no. thing in this in this scenario. In my opinion, I think the. I mean, they obviously they, they embellished a little bit on the body. I mean, he he wasn't uh, he wasn't cut, you know, seventeen pack like he is here in this this fig. But he was a pretty damn cut dude. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like the detail on the, uh, the, the wristbands there. I like the trunks. I like the, I like the detail on the, the hair, the face is, I'll say the face is okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It doesn't, it's not one of those faces that you look at and it strikes you as boy, that's, that's the tie. It's not like as good as the repo man face, for example, <laughs> but it's, it's still, it's still pretty decent. There's, there is, there's, there's not a ton to dislike, I guess. Here, I, I would like to have seen them with a couple of biceps. Those the the bands around the biceps that that would have been nice. That would have been a nice touch. Um, maybe something extra on the boots. The boots, they kind of look. I don't know the coloring of them. Maybe like something could have popped a little bit better uh, with with the boots. But overall, I, I, I'm seeing a lot that I like. I mean, it's it's that straight repaint. That's <laughs> the boots. That that's. That's from Kerry Von Eric. That's that's one hundred percent Kerry Von Eric's boots. That yeah, it'll work for him. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean there there's definitely things to like. Um, the face isn't great, but like the the mohawk looks good. The body type's fine. I'm okay with the tornado movement. I kind of wish it was more 
like a chopping motion because he did like that finisher chop to the head. But there's no other Hasbro that has that. And they, I guess, weren't going to create a whole new mold for a, for an open hand chopping motion. I mean, there's some close handed guys like later on that have kind of that motion like nails and uh, the Kona crush and stuff like that to an extent. But I mean, for what the figure is, it's not bad. The armbands would have been nice or, or some more frills at the bottom. Uh, I'm glad he's in blue. Yeah. Um, later on, he, he had like the white pants look. I kind of like that better for him. Um, but for, for what this figure is, it's not bad. I mean, you just slapped his head on a different body, but it fits for, for this character. They missed the, a major miss here on the on the trunks. He always had that like that extra like cloth. Yeah, he could have yeah, had a tearaway cloth or something. Yeah, they, he always had that in the front and the back of, mm-hmm. the, of, of his tights. And that 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 is a miss. The only time that I don't remember him having it is when he had that uh, the white tights with the with the red. Yep. So for for this, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty big miss for, for me at least. Yeah. I mean, for like Mike said, for Tatanka, I don't think that they were going to uh, break out any new molds or anything at this point. I mean, he, uh, we can call it what it was, you know, Tatanka's career was spinning the mid card for the most part that, you know, that that's, that's where he resided. He might've got, you know, a few things here and there, but you know, for the most part, we're going to stay happy in the middle of the car to, you know, curtain jerker to middle of the car. Um, but I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm not as crazy on the f- the actual facial features no. just because we've seen them crush it on some. And, you know, this is more of a, it, it's more of a miss. The Mohawk is great. Like that's, that's what saves, you know, a lot of the head for me that you got that right. And, um, like we've said, body type doesn't bother me. You know, a few more details here and there. I'm, I'm kind of in that C plus B minus range. Just I'm gonna call it what it is. That, yeah, uh, I I don't think I don't I don't think you're you're too far off. I just that that miss there for that with that the cloth there. Like even if they molded it in, it it would have been it would have really helped out as far as you know my migrating of this this fig goes i would be the more the more i look at it i guess the the less i'm liking it i think I, the more you look at it, the more you find things to not like about it i i'm i'm leaning more towards c <coughs> i mean it's 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 okay and yeah. i think okay is is c yeah if you want to, you want to feel better about it. Just flip back to Ric Flair, and you know. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's it's just missing some of those like the little things. Um, and then they had the audacity to re-release the figure a year later and make no changes, like try to sell it off on people again uh, in in Series Nine, like. You could have added those little things. You could have changed the bottom half to the to the white pants or something. Uh, they didn't even change like the, the color of the trunks or anything. Uh, I mean, obviously, you guys are going to get to this one day, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd put it probably just because the look is there. Other than maybe the face for me, I, I'd probably say it's a B minus. Um, 
there's definitely things they could have done, but for a basic figure for a mid Carter, I mean, at least they got the body type, right. The head, right. It's the face that really, I think is what's missing. And then the, the cloth or, or molded plastic they could have done around the waist, but probably just money they didn't want to spend on this series. I don't know if that's, you're already including an accessory with uh, Berserker and Papa Shango. So maybe that adds up and you have to figure out where to cut your corners at. So you cut it at Tatanka, who was, um, I mean, most of the guys in this series are mid carters, but outside of really Ric Flair. Yeah. So we average it up as about a C plus, Kevin, on the the Tatanka. (laughs) And so with that, Kevin, we've said that so far series three is still our favorite. Yeah. You you're still there, brother? Um you know, I, I there was a lot there was a lot of good in this in this uh this series here. I yeah, I think I think three probably is still gonna edge it out, but this is this was a damn fine this is a damn fine series. Yeah, it's Series three, Mike, uh, got our highest average grade, like given the numerical values to these, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it graded out for the whole series of series three as an 85. This one's coming out to an 81.66, you know, <clears throat> 81.7. Yeah. So it does. I, I am firmly, yes, yeah, series three is greater than series six on this. Sure, I mean, there's not really a bad figure in, in series three. There's obviously way more figures in series three right. at the same time. Um, but really I like almost everyone in three, even, even Coco being a jumper is a, yeah. is a good figure. So, and there was, there was some low marks like Coco in series Coco, three. Oh, yeah. Sure. But there was, you know, <laughs> grand slams in there. Oh yeah. There are some great memorable figures in that series. Yeah. Yeah, they. I, I'm looking at a box of these, and that's that's where we're at. We'll wrap up this, and I'll, I'll turn it back over to Kevin because we're ready for the fun part. Man, it is it is time for trophies, man. Hunts, kills, trophies. We have. It's been a hell of a week. Uh, a lot of thanks to the CHC guys, of course. But Al, I'll let you. Uh, I mean. What do you what are you sporting this this time around? I know you you, you had a heavy week as well. Uh, high spots like I'm gonna hit okay. them quickly. Is I want a drawing from the run in or a giveaway from the run in pod and got my Ray Mysterio figure in the mail. So shout out nice. to Tommy and DJ. CHC uh, wise, Manny. I know on the last episode, which it has not aired yet, but it will by the time you hear this. Uh, he snagged me this fiend, the Christmas fiend Funko Pop, and sent me the Batman 497 issue of the comic book, which I still just flabbergasted by this guy. Um, wonderful human being. Yes. Oh, I scored Wardlow <laughs> this week. Uh, it, again, this is a spicy week, everyone. Got Kane's old edition figure. That's that figure is amazing, man. I'm glad you you decided to grab that one because that is that is a fantastic Kane. It is something else. Uh, the Marvel, uh, the Marvel Masters of the Universe Revelation 
Uh, I've liked some of the detail on some of these figures. So I grabbed Fisto mm-hmm. because uh red bearded guy, uh, <laughs> we, we need to be, be positive everywhere. Uh, grabbed with the wife uh, on clearance, the age of apocalypse rogue. My niece is slowly getting into action figures. Um, so we're trying to encourage that as much as possible. Of course. Yeah. Today, uh, from Pickett Sean, again, I got some basics. He had a buy two, get one free the night of the Rumble. So I got Enzo and Cass, and then he threw in Scarlet, which she'll go beside Carrie and Cross. That's the, the lovely box that uh, the Postal Service helped me out so much. So I'm saving the best for last, but this is like the, the co-main event for me. I got in today from ringside and I went ahead and ordered it in the fig defender, the Mr. Brody Lee figure did not get the chase or anything, but I, I just love this. I would love to see one in a suit eventually one day, but I'm so glad that they have made this figure. Uh, it looks like they did a few little extra things with that TNT belt, you know, really sharpened up some things. Um, it's got cards in the back, but this one will stay in this fig defender for all eternity, most likely. Just, but got those. And then a uh, shout out to our good brother, Craig Benoit, who is a friend of the show. We uh, procured some Hasbro's from this guy. Uh, again, he's been buying a lot. Listening to our show, Mike, I can tell you we've uh, we've made people start re-scratching some itches and collecting. And Craig is one of those guys that he won the Jaded Appreciation Giveaway, and we sent him a lot of figs and stuff. And uh, he's really gotten back into the Hasbro's. So I got a Series One Macho Man, Sid, uh, Justice, Sergeant Slaughter, Mister Perfect. There's a Texas Tornado. The Natural Disasters, uh, Scott Steiner, and Jim, Jim the Anvil Nightheart when it came to the Hasbros. But this sneaky joker, this is, <laughs> this is the main event. This, Craig, I love you, brother. This is this is blew me away because he said, yeah, I threw in an extra picture for you. I hope you enjoy it. And in a certified like certificate of authenticity thing, Side macho man photo. I had, I've been looking at these, you know, on uh, the eBay. Just, you know, hey, I would love to have a macho man autograph in the collection because you can't get that anymore. Right? He's my favorite wrestler. He's my favorite one to collect. And he sends me this. <laughs> Just, hey, I thought you would appreciate it. blown away just just totally blown away uh, with his kindness i i really i greatly appreciate it um it will be framed up and uh serve its place on the macho shelf in my office um just i I can't say enough good words thank you thank you thank you (laughs) yeah man craig and manny they really uh boy Good, good guys, man. They they really they really set you up, man. That the two of the, the the kindest people we we've been able to to come across and interact I, with. And I did cover up a fig that I got for Manny. I sent him Animal from the Rimco, and I scored him a hawk this week that will be going out to Manny uh, to 
we're going to scratch that Remco itch for him and get that collection fired back up. That's it. That's the high spots. That's, that's, that's the high spots. <laughs> Mike, you, uh, you, you, you've been out there, man. You've been hunting. You got any trophies? Uh, man, like I said earlier, I have things ordered that obviously haven't shown up. Um, like I said, I don't collect a lot of newer stuff. I did get the, um, the super seven Casey Jones Ninja Turtles figure this week. Nice. Um, I think entertainment earth maybe popped up on there and they were shipping. I've been out looking, trying to help other people. There hasn't been a lot in my area, both of my Walmarts and probably most everybody's are, are resetting currently. Um, so the, the pegs are either <clears throat> bare or they're full of series. I don't know, five or 10 ago, like, just old stuff that who knows where they're finding the stuff that nobody wants. Um, I did pick up. Out, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I picked up some, some clearance. One of my Walmart's clearanced out a ton of uh, Marvel figures. Um, even like the AW, like the Cody Rhodes uh, LJN. I think I paid $3 for that. Like, nice. yeah, like a, like a still. Um, so I picked up what they had of those uh, and a Darby Allen. I ended up, uh, selling those to somebody uh, in the Fig Cave group on Facebook uh, for what I paid. So and and shipping. Really, that's that's it. I haven't had much lately. There, there's just nothing in my area. Everything I see, um, people have found in their own areas. A lot of the AEW stuff, the the Royal Rumble elites. So my stores are starting to stock their shelves again. But for the most part, it's stuff that everyone's seeing at the same time. So. Yeah, we're, we're, I, I go through that. I mean, big, big waves of absolute nothingness and, and yeah. the same thing for like, you know, month and a half, two months, sometimes, you know, sometimes more. We're just like, man, I'm, I'm coming here two, three times a week and still not seeing anything. Yeah. And the problem is there's, there's a lot of like uh, flippers and, and local uh, toy shops in my area that have jumped up lately. And those guys are at Walmart every day, Target every day at, eight, nine AM and again at eight, nine o'clock at night. And if anything's good, they buy it and then it's on their shelf for five, ten dollars more the next day. So it, it's unless you catch it at the right time, hard to compete with these guys that are uh, doing it for the money and not for the uh the thrill and the the collecting aspect. Yeah, absolutely. So this this uh this this week for me is one of those weeks that might get me grounded. Yeah, <laughs> this was uh, this was a pretty thick pretty thick week. I did pick up uh, picked up a couple more. Uh, I found them on clearance the the unmatched in my area as well. Not hitting three dollars yet. I think they were down to fifteen dollars. So oh, wow. I, I grabbed uh, grabbed another Darby and grabbed another uh, Cody and Kenny, uh, the unmatched uh, Manny obviously uh, ISO toys. Man, that guy just—he is fantastic. He—I just got a package in from him today that had uh, all of Unmatched Series Two, nice. and uh, and Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks, their series guy. I forget where series we're at. Uh, series Seven, Series Eight, the Seven Unrivaled Seven, yeah, yeah, Series Seven Unrivaled. So pff, amazing package. It was actually hilarious too when I opened up the package on the inside of it, uh, the inside of the flaps. One one side of it said uh enjoy brother and on the other side it said i'm sorry molly so i got, I got a kick out of that <laughs> so that set me up a little bit there uh and then i did get i did get uh a package from from our friend craig uh friend of the show with a bunch of the um the hasbros in it and he said be careful with the top and i don't i just i just cracked it open and i'm guessing this is 
this is what he's mentioning because I don't think that a Hasbro's yeah. in in this package. Yeah, I am. I am intrigued to see what what this is, Craig. I just want to say thank you a ton, brother, that for for the uh, the, the Hasbro uh, hookup there, man. That was that was outstanding, and always thank you, you know, for your support, man. We, we really appreciate you out there. I am going to crack this open, Al, and we're going to see what uh, see what we find. I guess man. this is kind what of thing you didn't know was in the, coming in the box. This the time. one thing, yeah, the one thing that I didn't know that was going to be in the box, oh. and it is. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> he is damn good. He is damn good. Wow. Uh, all right. <laughs> So also got uh, came with the certificate of authenticity. Um, wow! So this is a this is this is a promo picture from 1992. It says this is uh, and it's autographed by a real champion. Oh, oh nice! Garbage. <laughs> 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 Mike, I don't know what you do in your spare time, but I might need a new. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's that. That is uh, that is that is framed and going on the wall for sure, man. That is uh... <laughs> yeah, Bob Backlitz, man. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the thing that you know having this platform, and I know Mike, you've you've met a lot of collectors that you enjoy dealing with and those that you, you learn you rather not. And then you get people like this. That's just above and beyond that. Wow. I mean, you, Oh, that's all you can say. And that's, that's how I felt. Like I was literally, I was talking to a friend, a former coworker when I opened that macho and I was just speechless. Like, I, I, I got no words. And he's like, what's happening, man. Are you okay? <laughs> so man, yeah, there's, awesome. there's definitely some some as bad as some of the figure collecting world is there. There are those good people out there that are willing to to go out of their way for you. So, yeah. man, that's a that's a that's a Bob Backlund signature. He was champion for two thousand one hundred and sixty five days. Man, just pure good champion. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, can't get much better than that. Can't get much better than that. So we'll uh, we got to do our run our rundown here, man. What do you what do you got, Al? Uh, we've got the uh, the water maneuver store uh, that's just opened up, as well as Pro Wrestling Tees uh, slash Jaded Wrestling. If you want any of the merch, the Down Under Pounder is on uh, the water maneuver store. The original Tots Pod Tee can be found uh, on Pro Wrestling Tees, as well as the Jaded Wrestling. The year of Duke and Rogue pod uh, hit the big three on Twitter uh, at Jaded Wrestling at Euro Pod and of course us we're at Tots Pod. Um, hit us up, you know, like we've talked about in the past. We have figs. I have a I have a fig problem that if you hit us up, you will be surprised. <laughs> I might say, hey, what's your address? I will ship you a fig, no charge to you because. Uh, my wife says I have a problem, and that's that's semi-accurate sometimes. It's <laughs> <As laughs> evident this week. <laughs> man, Mike, where can uh, where can people keep up with you, man? What are you what are you doing? What are you what are you what are you plugging? Uh, I mean, I don't have much to plug. I don't have 
a podcast or anything like that. I'd, I'd jump on with people uh, like you guys when when people ask me to and want to talk figs, especially stuff like Hasbro's and Mattel retros and stuff like that, just because that's my what I enjoy in my wheelhouse. But every once in a while, you'll you'll see me on the the run in podcast with with Tommy and DJ. Um, love what they're doing. Love what uh, Phil Gentile and the uh, is doing over in the Fig Cave on Facebook. So obviously, if uh, you want to talk figs and and you need more people to reach out to, those guys are also willing to help you out. Um, everybody tries to keep their 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 uh, their their groups and their circles a little close knit. But man, there's plenty of people out there that just want to help other collectors. So uh, I've run into a bunch of people who are really not the kind of people you want to have relationships with and who want to try to break the bank and make collecting a, a pain in pain in the rear. But there, there are some really good people out there. And Alan's one of those guys I, I've met through some other groups and, and have talked with a lot. And we have a lot of things in common. And I know he's somebody I can reach out to if I need anything. And he knows same thing here. So. Yeah. 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 Mike, I, I hold you in the highest esteem brother. And it's not just a, to kiss your tail here on the air. I, I <laughs> it's a, it wouldn't get you far, but thanks. <laughs> I, I do hold, as far as any dealings that I've had with Mike, has been nothing but, you know, fantastic. Uh, and like, you know, he's he's a big member. If you're, uh, I know DJ mentioned it a couple of episodes ago, the run-in Patreon. You, if you're on Facebook and you're not a member of a FIG group, for a, a dollar a month, get you into the FIG cave group. Okay. And there are people working day and night, you know, hunting figs. If you're looking for stuff, they're posting it on there. Uh, have the weekend sales. I know Mike, Phil, uh, Tommy, all those guys are, you know, putting things up. Great memorabilia. And I will say this again, Mike has some of the coolest stuff that if it would not get, like if it wouldn't get me divorced, I would have already. <laughs> yes, Mike, let's, let's do this. Right. But I don't have. I don't have places to put things already. Like there's this that's in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't have it hung up yet, but I had to have it because it's macho. Yeah, yeah, it's macho and it's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not a a big proprietor of, of pay to play type stuff, like, yeah. but a dollar a month. I mean, if somebody finds you an elite and saves you the time and headache of going to your stores where there's never anything or somebody who's got old Hasbro's and, and wants to send you some or cut you a deal or, Hell, if, uh, if I just had Macho Man autographs laying around that I could ship out, I'd be all about, yeah. about it. Uh, but yeah, like those guys are just doing cool things. And it's not just, hey, we want to make money. Like they're turning around and spending that money to give away figures. I, yes. I think that for their Royal Rumble uh, Patreon, I thought they were going to give away one figure. I think they gave away like six or seven to one yes. person. So, I mean, obviously it was it was worth that dollar. So, yeah. and, and they're very entertaining, a lot going on and it's, it's new and they're, they're learning and, and coming up with new stuff. So there's a lot of podcasts out there, especially wrestling. Uh, there's not a lot, a lot of time to, to listen to all of them. So I, I, I try to pick and choose and, and limit myself to people that I know and that I can have these one-on-one conversations with and right. build relationships with, and it'd be more than just, just about talking just wrestling there's there's other stuff out there yeah outstanding well we very much thank you for your your time coming on here mike and and taking the time to talk some figs with us yeah. uh big big thank yous uh go out obviously to to manny at uh, uh iso toys uh yes. the 
80s uh i always butcher the name al 80s sitcom billy gun billy gun billy gun sitcom yes at, at billy gun sitcom you guys as always always making me smile making me laugh uh, obviously at uh, downtown PD Brown and that uh, real AWF, you can uh, you can see me. You you head to one of those shows and see me. And let's talk let's talk figs during intermission. I'm I'm your guy. Uh, also, obviously Craig, huge thank you to Craig. Huge thank you to all the guys out there in the CHC making making things happen for for guys out there that uh, you know maybe they're in the situation like I am, where in northern Minnesota you don't see a lot coming coming our way a lot of the time. So. Huge thank you to everybody taking the time to listen. Big thank you for, uh, to Mike here for coming on. Uh, as always, man, be good to one another, support one another, to take care of one another. Uh, thank you.